It came from Gen X. <laughs> Welcome to It Came From Gen X. Episode number what, guys? Talk to me. What episode is this? 47? All right. No, no. No? 46. Oh, no, no. Uh-uh. No. This no? is number 49. Oh, Whoa. Wow. Creeping up to that 50th anniversary episode. Good to be here. I am Keith Porter. Alongside with the co-host, Michael Skinner, the Skinbone, Brian Fisher, the Fishbone. Welcome, fellas. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What you doing there, Fish? What you drinking? I'm cheering. I am having a... You're cheering. Shine, um, yeah, Shiner Cheer in an Ignite Brewing Company glass from Barberton, Ohio. I am having Spring Water from Acme. Mmm. <laughs> Oh, what'd you say, Skinner? Oh, you know, like I was telling you before, living the dream, living the dream. All right, well, let me get my weekend out of the way first. All right. I stayed in bed, watched football. End of story. There okay. you go. You're done. <laughs> yeah, no, we, um, we have some exciting news. Mother-in-law is coming home tomorrow. She's finally uh, in a place that she can come home and resume life as we know it. Uh, Prior to COVID, so we're pretty excited that about that. It's freaking awesome. It has it been is. a long it is. journey. It has been. Um, people that are on the video side can see behind me, we still have the Christmas tree up. Mm -hmm. This will be the last episode with the Christmas tree as my backdrop. Uh, we have Christmas on Sunday with the family and Christmas dinner, and then we can put Christmas away and move Beautiful. on for a and better 2022. For you guys not letting COVID win and still doing that. Good for you, man. Absolutely. Awesome. What'd you say, Fish? Hey, man. Great week. Uh, great weekend. Uh, spent some relaxing time down in Holloway with uh, Cunningham. Oh, did you get away? Okay. Yeah, I got away for a day. It was nice. And then, uh, you know, focused on watching a lot of football. And we'll talk about that. So pretty exciting stuff there. So, Yes, for sure. Okay. Well, we got a lot to talk about. So tell them where they can find us and let's get this party started. All right. Well, you might be listening to us on the WMBU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their site or app and play live listen and uh, catch our show there if you wish, along with their other good content, music, other shows, etc. Listen to us whenever you want to on demand. We can be found on your favorite podcast platforms, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Overcast verbal and more actually there's also a new feature on our facebook page just look up at it came from gen x on facebook and uh, there is now a podcast tab on our facebook page oh very where you nice. can listen absolutely so you can listen to our shows right there on our facebook page if you wish it feeds from our uh, anchor platform and you can subscribe if you wish even right through facebook so Check that out. If you're not sure what to do, where to listen to podcasts, just pull up our Facebook page. Check us out right there very easily. Uh, videos of our show are on our YouTube channel. It came from Gen X. All social media links, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, are found in many, two, many uh, two places, excuse me, two main places. Our Linktree account, just look for it, Linktree. It came from Gen X. It'll pull up our platform page, nothing to log into, just simply a page to get you to our links. 
and our website. It came from Gen X, one word, dot WordPress, one word, dot com. It came from Gen X, dot WordPress, dot com. All show information is there, links to all episodes, promos, videos, everything. So oh, if you're not sure what to do, go there. And if you are so inclined to sponsor the show, give us a couple of bucks, feel free to do that through our Patreon account. There's a link there via our website. So if you like our stuff, tell a friend, subscribe, like, follow. We appreciate your support out there. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And this show is brought to you by Christophus Dominic, WMBU.org, and produced by our very own Michael Skinner Jr. and our very, very own Brian Fisher. So I want to thank you guys for all the hard work you do in making this show sound and look fantastic every weekend. So with that being said, world news or whatever you got to tell us, Skinball, take it away. All right. Yes, we are going to start in, well, I'd say Ireland, but we're going to start on a trip from Ireland to JFK, New York. Okay. Uh, We'll use a gentleman by the name of Shane. He decided he was not going to abide by rules, and he was charged with not uh, refusing to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. He threw a can that hit another passenger. Mm-hmm. He then pulled down his pants and exposed his derriere mm-hmm. to anybody who wished to, wished to see. That was after he was told to sit down and put his mask on. They were getting ready to land. Uh, so according to the complaint filed in uh, New York, Shane, who is 29 years of 29 years old, so not a youngin. Um, so he's he not three is, years old is what you're saying. Exactly. So that's what it was sounding like so far. Go ahead. So he's being charged federally because uh, it is a federal crime to do that kind of stuff inside a, a aircraft, whether it's a domestic or you know, um, cross country, whatever, what have you. So my first thought is, what an idiot. My first thought. My second thought is, is okay. this goes for anybody. If you spend the money that you have to spend. <laughs> to buy a purchase a ticket then you've got all those costs that you have to spend for baggage claims you know baggages things of that nature you know the rules up front you know you got to wear a mask you know you got to abide by all the federal guidelines and rules to enter the aircraft what makes you think that once you step on board that those rules are completely out of question and it's not just him. I'm, I'm, we're picking no, on him because... I, I'm sitting here thinking that. Yeah, it's not just him. I'm picking on him because of you know the extent of his unruliness. But last year in 2021, there were over 5,000 cases of unruly passengers. And 3,600 of those was people refusing to put their mask on when told that they had to when they bought the damn ticket. So that's my problem is when you buy the ticket, you know the rules... You get on the aircraft to buy by the rules, whether it's an hour flight or an eight-hour flight. You know what's expected of you. Be an adult, be considerate of others, and enjoy your time. That's what I got for this. Uh, you, you know, Skinner, I, I don't want to waste time repeating what you said, especially in the beginning, because you're right on point. But I'm going to say this. I, I am up to here right now with civil disobedience in this country. It's It's out of hand. 
yes, we've had way too many police officers take it too far. That doesn't give everybody the right now to just talk to cops any kind of way they want to. Thumb their nose at the law. Refuse to give their ID when they get pulled over. It's becoming an epidemic in this country. Too many people on an airplane. That's federal uh, guideline rules you're, you're violating. Doing what they want to do. Fighting. Um, I watch a lot of Facebook. The watch section on Facebook. Where you all the videos. And I mm-hmm. have seen way too many videos. Of fighting on airplanes. Uh, people refusing to wear their masks. Refusing to get off. Uh, and I've had it up to here. I'm sick of this crap. Where everybody thinks that now we can do what we want to do. A uh, few people have learned a few, few rules of the law. They can tell police officers what to do now. And I understand we have to keep our police, police officers accountable. I'm all for that. I am all for that. But if we don't have uh, rules and laws, and it's made for people who can't govern themselves, then we have anarchy. Anarchy mm-hmm. leads to chaos, and chaos, there's no more society. I've had enough of it, and it needs to stop. I hope they throw the book at this dude and everyone else that does it. Fish? I'm with you, man. It's a so, so many more of these morons who are self-entitled you know they don't like if you don't like the mask whatever if you don't like the mask rule then that's fine you don't have to like aircraft you can't get on the airplane sorry that's just that's just where we are so many people think that the, the the law or the rule doesn't apply to them because they don't like it and wearing a mask violates their right you know their i I, I don't I don't want to whatever. Fish, but yep. I, I, uh, I took a course in, uh, in, in uh, criminal behavior um, in school, and that is the true definition of narcissism. Sure. And a lot of people yeah. think, or, I'm sorry, of antisocial. People think antisocial means uh, you don't like talking to people. That's not what antisocial means. The true mm-hmm. definition of antisocial are people who don't think the rules apply to them. Sure. And unfortunately, they've probably been in too many positions where they got away with crap. Mm-hmm. And it's great that they enforce these on the airlines. And like you say, I hope that the uh, justice uh, is is due and or justice is served, excuse me. And like you say, everybody else that violates the rule. Absolutely. You know, like I said, it's very simple. Don't go. Don't get on the plane. Sorry, if you don't like it, you don't you don't you don't get to fly. That's just where we are right you guys now. A, a scene from the Yellowstone uh, TV series before we went on the <clears> air, um, and uh, John Dutton had asked the bikers, "How would you feel if I came to your house and did this?" So I would ask these people, "What if I came to your house and violated your rules?" Sure. You your your attitude would be, "If you can't abide by my rules, don't come here." Same exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly right. Crazy. Well, it ain't gonna change anytime soon. Unfortunately, it's gonna be just the way where we are in society, and you I, just hope well, that I, I hope more the law people catches up to them and becomes exactly. even heavier and swifter. Yes, and I hope it's sooner than later because it's yes. gotten out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, all right. So, I've got another one. This is actually kind of a feel-good story. Um, a teenager by the name of Zara or Zara Rutherford has become the youngest woman to fly around the world solo. She happens to be 19 years old, and she happens to be a British-Belgian descent who's actually living in Belgium. She flew 32,300 miles that went across 41 countries. 
Uh, the journey, unfortunately, took five months. She had several several times where she was grounded for periods of weeks or two due to weather, due to visa issues, or whatever the case may be. Uh, but she broke the record for the youngest woman to ever fly transcontinental uh, solo. The last time that this happened by a female, uh, her name, and I hope I say it right, her name is... Um, Amelia Earhart. <laughs> she's an American back in 2017. She was 30 years old. Her It's Shesta Wise. It's S-H-A-E-S-T-A is her first name. Last name is Waze, W-A-I-Z. So I want to give her, hope I didn't butcher her name too much. So 30 years old, went across the world, you know, across the globe uh, from one point, point A to point B. Pretty cool. But for a 19-year-old girl to do this, I posed the question when we were, you know, pre-gaming before the show. What 19-year-old do you know in your life, out there in your life right now that has the the drive, the ambition, the goals to do something like this. This isn't just, oh, I'm going to go pass out food to the homeless. This is something pretty major. I'm going to learn how to fly a plane. I'm going to learn the customs of all these places across the globe. I'm going to put a flight plan together. And I'm going to actually endure all the weather because she's saying the one time she was going across uh, Serbia. It's minus 32 degrees Celsius on the ground. Uh, it gets cold out right now. It's in, in Serbia. So the air temperature there, she's like, if I had to make an emergency landing out in the middle of nowhere, I wouldn't have lasted more than a day because it would have been too cold. So oh she's got all that, you know, all that to go on the risk factors and everything involved. So what 19-year-old that's not constantly on their phone having to text their girlfriends and boyfriends and have to watch every TikTok video that's been played over you've seen three times over the last week and not all people are like that not all kids are like that but i and i'm but i'm generalizing because i see it every day whether it's yeah. 13 whether it's 19 whether it's 25 yeah. so I, yeah. I i feel great about you know about the story and the kudos to uh um what's her name again zara for accomplishing this feat yeah, as I say, I just I love these type of stories. It's just that it's very cool when you have a young person with that uh, level of dedication and drive and desire. Because you know, also behind the scenes, you have a very supportive uh, family. I'm sure that oh, helped yeah. her helped her get there. So, and how scared to death would they be to let your young daughter get on a plane and and they still allowed her to do it and uh, help her realize her dream. So. Just very, very cool. Nice story all the way around from her accomplishments to her family support and people who taught her the whole thing. So it's just very nice to hear a, a sharp contrast from the moron in the first story who refuses to follow rules when you have a young person know, like yeah. this doing something great. Yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah. Keith? I agree. Um, you know, if you're 18, 19 years old or even 20 or so and you're bouncing from job to job and they're not doing much experiment with whatever trying to find you yourself I don't, I don't have any problem with that those are the years you're supposed to try to figure out who you are and where you're going and 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 i'm okay with that but anytime you hear about somebody young with such lofty ambitions uh i i totally agree with what fisher said it just makes you feel good um this isn't <laughs> 
like you said, and God bless you if you're feeding the homeless. That's a great thing. But this is serious. Uh, and the intellect that it takes, uh, that, as you alluded to, uh, Skinner, is very impressive. So I uh, hope she inspires a lot of other, uh, not just young ladies, but anybody, uh, especially young people, to say, hey, you know what? I can do anything I put my mind to. Today's young people are such capable, capable of such great things. Unfortunately, Absolutely. they don't all believe that or, or try, but some <clears throat> do, and uh, good for her. Yeah. Uh, no, so I, one last hey, thing is that when you ahead, see somebody doing something great as a 19, 20-year-old, usually it's an athlete. Anymore, it's somebody that's usually, an athlete, yeah. and it don't matter what sport it is. Yeah. That's what you hear, the greatness of some individual. But for this young pilot that's uh, got the world at her hands, to do something like this. It, it really, really proud of her. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Thank you, Skinner. Um, I'm going to use this as a segue. Speaking of young people doing great things. Um, I met a young lady years ago who, uh, moved to Florida to go to school, went to college. We became very close. I was very close with her mother. Um, she came back up here three Christmases ago and asked a favor, asked if I would drive her around and, I didn't know what she meant. It was Christmas Eve. I went to her grandmother's house and the entire floor was covered in gift bags. This young lady took her own money, bought gift bags, filled them up and wanted to pass them around to the homeless. Uh, her name is Hallie. She inspired me. And I wanted to do this all year round. It's been three years in the making because of health issues and whatnot. Uh, but me and our dear friend Amy Cooper are finally launching what we call Hallie's House, where we'll be giving out gift bags to the homeless. Um, on February 5th will be a bag uh, party. Um, I'll give that address at the end of the show. Everybody's welcome to come and donate and help put bags together. We want to start getting these out for January and for February. So just wanted to put that plug in there. Okay, so let's get on to some sports and music. Real quick, Skitter, the hat. What you got on there, buddy? Uh, just... Supporting the United States Air Force and our military. Absolutely. Our our resident veteran, Michael Skinner here, served in the Air Force. Very proud of him. Fish, I can't recognize who's on your shirt. This is a young Dokken, probably from yes, Tooth and Nail wow. album cover. I recognize yeah. that, actually. Yeah. I should have saw yes. the George Lynch hair, but you're buzzing in and out yeah. on me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And my 8-bit Cavs hat I've worn many times on the show. Yeah, Go Cleveland Cavs, playing very well this year. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay, guys. Uh, real quick, a uh, little music news. Music. Um, just a couple of tidbits caught my eye. Um, 1958, Jailhouse Rock hit UK number one. It was the first single ever to go number one overnight. This is an amazing feat. Uh, the anticipation of this song, you guys were talking about 1958. There was no social media to talk about the song coming out, uh, to spread it around. You know what I'm saying? Terrestrial yeah. radio, that's all there was. Yeah, I think that's a pretty amazing feat. Um, there's a lot to Elvis. There's a lot of layers. Some good, some not so good. Um, it is what it is. But uh, he's been my top three favorite singer of all time. And I thought he had some pretty amazing songs to this day. Are there's been nothing like it? Fan of Joe House Rock. I know you guys like Elvis. I know you do fish. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, just love Elvis. I mean, as as a kid, uh, uh, came across my dad's 
old 45 records in a box and just to have something to listen to. That's a lot of kids, I guess, get into music in general. You find what your parents had, obviously, that's what you had around. And my dad had plenty of Elvis uh, 45s, and I started to play those. I'm like, this it's this is just different. I don't know who this guy is. It's just different and cooler. And I became an Elvis fan as a kid and uh, you know, never looked back. So, yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. Fish? I mean, Skitter? Yeah, no, see, that's strange because I only knew of Elvis through movies. Mm. music i really didn't pay my parents i like i told you before i grew up a lot (laughs) i grew up with foreigner boston meatloaf which we'll talk about him uh later on but that genre of music and then my mom was big in the country so elvis was not on my radar Mm. but as the movies were going on in the 70s and 80s and you heard a bunch of elvis songs that's when i became interested and i went back and listening obviously a big huge fan especially jailhouse rock that's one of my favorites so many movies it was ridiculous and of course uh, some of them were cheesy but there were some that were great my favorite elvis movie without question is roustabout uh jailhouse rock and roustabout were my favorite so uh 1962 one of the most interesting management deals ever made in history brian epstein signed to manage the beatles for a whopping 25 percent now, I didn't look into this story, but I find it amazing. I don't know if they knew the Beatles would become, like, the biggest selling artist ever or if they were desperate for management while they agreed to this. But this was the most lucrative deal I could ever imagine, uh, besides perhaps uh, Colonel Tom Parker, who managed Elvis. Um 25 percent fisher what do you think about that uh, it just it smells like a, a a guy taking advantage of young kids yeah you, you see that a lot you know so it's just yeah too bad but yeah right and, and of course brian epstein you know you hear from the states and these kids over you know coming across the pond so you know whatever any thoughts on that skitter i i agree with fisher it smells like something something went wrong there you know do you think about 25 percent in today's money Holy crap, that's a buttload. That's so, a buttload. And, and money back then, if it was the Beatles, that's still a buttload. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. All right, guys, some amazing birthdays today. 1941, we got three people. Uh, the great Aaron Neville, uh, phenomenal singer, the Neville Brothers. Uh, Neil Diamond, 1941 as well, born on this day. And country singer Ray Stevens, born on this day. Uh, happy birthday to the late, great John Belushi. And to Ray Kiske, singer of the band Halloween, up our alley, uh, born in 1968, my year. So, amazing birthdays, and I wanted to get that out the way to get to the real story. Sports! Well, it's funny. Look, go back. You're talking about John Belushi. I introduced uh, Marcy to his little brother, uh, Jim okay. Belushi. Um, that, uh, the show that's on that he was on, um, according to Jim. Yes. Was it yes. the comedy? Absolutely hysterical. And, and Jim Belushi carved his own way, and he did great, mm-hmm. I thought. Oh, yeah. He's just as funny as what his older brother was back in, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I sure do miss John, but that, that, that that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay, say real awesome. quick. Any, anything you want to add, Fish? Uh, 
Yeah, quite a celebrity list of birthdays. Absolutely, you know, John Belushi definitely one of my favorites. Some of his movies are some of my favorite of all time, with Animal House and Blues Brothers and mm-hmm. and others. So, yeah. right, and of course, you guys know that you know my connection with him. Of course, Blues Brothers uh, made the song Soul Man, uh, very very famous, which was sung by my uncle uh, Sam Moore. So that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot. Yeah, that's I right. Talk with him yesterday. And they had a music in the in the movie as well, yes. I believe. The best, the same, and Dave in in the in the car yes. in the eight track. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, guys, in sports, sports. Uh, I've said it. I combed through Facebook last night, and I was just out of everybody was saying it. The greatest playoff weekend in NFL history. Um, every Hands game down. came down to the wire, if not overtime. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. walk off, walk off wins. Like as the term is in baseball, uh, Skinner made a, a comment to me before the Kansas City Buffalo game. Uh, we were amazed at the ending of the Rams Tampa Bay game, and he said, "Yeah, it was funny how we all thought, and everybody thought that the next game was going to be the greatest game." And the rest of these guys said, "Hold my beer," and then the game happened, and waited. It was the greatest game ever, mm. um, guys. But here's here's my thoughts on on what we saw yesterday. So obviously in the play and um, the division rounds and our championship rounds going forward, there's no Aaron Rodgers, There's no Tom Brady. There's no Ben Roethlisberger. There's no Drew Brees. The Manny's are gone. Um, it is obviously a changing of the guard uh, taking place in football, but more so just a change. The Kansas city Buffalo game. I saw two hybrids, duking it out like I've never seen in my life. And when I thought about teams like the Raiders and the Steelers and other teams that were in the playoffs, not even in the same category, stratosphere no. of what mm-hmm. we saw yesterday. Yep. Um, we've seen changings in quarterbacks. We saw the 70s had, 60s and 70s had the tough guy. Some of those guys showed up uh, on game day drunk. Uh, you know, just whatever. In 83, we saw a different type of quarterback come with uh, Dan Marino and Elway, the big arm, the college kid. And then, of course, uh, in the 90s, we saw the the, the, uh, the 2000s, the intellectual quarterback, the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady's, the smart guys, you know, uh, took care of their bodies. Uh, and now we see something completely different than Josh Allen and 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 uh, Patrick Mahomes. I was just so impressed with these guys, the running ability, the throwing ability, the creativity. It was amazing. Um, do you think this is going to be where football is going? It's starting to get an arena feel to it. We've already seen you can't hardly play defense like you can anymore. The high pace, the the high scoring, the big touchdowns. Is it turned into arena football or is this just the evolution of the next quarterback? Skinner, we'll start with you. I think it's evolution has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, you think about that game up until the last two minutes of the game, it was actually a pretty low scoring game for both high powered offenses. But then of right. course the last Last two minutes and three seconds, they scored 20-some points between the two teams. Um, absolutely the most amazing two minutes I've ever seen in a football game. Marcy happened to fall asleep right at the two-minute warning. Oh, she missed the whole And game. she's like, well, I think Buffalo's going to win this because there's only two minutes left and they're up a touchdown. 
And when I woke up this morning and I said, by the way, they scored three different times and it went into OT after that. She's like, you're kidding me. I said, no, it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. So um, to answer your question, I don't think it's an arena feel. You can't base it on what we saw last night. Um, but I do think that the intelligent, well, um, the intelligent quarterback is still there, but you've got these athletic guys like Josh Allen and Mahomes and Joey Burrow is going to be in that, in that category yeah, here in the Joey next Burrow, week or two. Herbert's going to be there. Herbert from Boom. San Diego. I mean, there's, mm. and you've got Kyler Murray who got yeah, his first Kyler taste Murray, of the playoffs right. this year. Right. And these I want to kids are going to be Stafford's over 30 years old and he, yeah. he's mm -hmm. in there. Good for him. But you're going to see these kids, they're going to be the new Mannings and the new uh, Brady's yeah. and things like that. Five, six years from now, we're going to be categorizing them with the guys that we grew up with. Right. Well, let me pose this question to you, Fish. Do you think it was the greatness of these quarterbacks yesterday that scored 20-something points in, in two minutes? Or is it because the changes in the defensive rules over the last few years? I think it's probably a combination of both, frankly. I mean, the, the, the change in the rules is definitely going to prolong the careers of the quarterback, and that's what the NFL wants, of course. You want, uh, you, you want your top guys to be in there to keep the game entertaining or more entertaining or what have you. And just, it's, just, it's just evolving. Like you say, it's just what these guys grew up with, what the, what's available to a young person growing up as far as coaching, training, knowledge, all that stuff is different. Uh, and, but those two guys last night, they were, they were just playing at a, you compare all the other quarterbacks that, that played over the weekend. They were just playing at a whole different oh, elite that, level. And it was just a different, it, it, it was, it came I in, it was like a heavy, like it. no, it was a heavyweight fight. It, it was whoever had the ball last was going to win that game. That's exactly right. what happened. And then we, we wonder if they will change the overtime rules as a result of last night to where well, that's, that's you, my next thing. Let yeah. Go ahead, here. please. And yeah. Be, be, before we get to that real quick. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out too, and I was, I just want to be fair to, to Brady. Um, a lot of people say Stafford out Brady and blah, 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 blah. And the Rams are the better team. And Brady mm -hmm. walked into that game completely handicapped yesterday. No Goodwin, no Antonio Brown, right tackle gone. They had to get a guy who hadn't played all year to play the slot position. He was a tight end. They had to put him in the slot. He walked into that game completely handicapped and still almost pulled it off. So just yep. want to give him some kudos on that. You know, let, let me add one more thing or two, Keith. Beyond the quarterback play, did the play, the athleticism of the receivers anymore is a these these guys too are at an entirely different level, and you know those guys Super are tough. helping make. Yeah, to somebody. Tough. Yeah, Unreal. that guy for Buffalo last night scored in. He had an NFL oh. record of four touchdown oh. uh, receptions. That I, I I can't think of his name right now. Williams Davis. Yeah, I think was, so. Was it Davis? And, and you'd have thought uh, Stephon Diggs would have had those numbers, but yeah, this guy just showed yeah. up out of nowhere. But those guys are obviously helping make the quarterbacks look even better by catching some balls that are not perfectly thrown balls and mm -hmm. being able to and the footwork anymore to keep in bounds and everything. And what these guys can yeah. catch also is an entirely different level with how they train and everything else. I so, agree. Yeah. I saw mm -hmm. Kelsey catch a ball uh, this weekend, too. That was just ridiculous. Oh, the yeah. one-hander on the sideline? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. just got to say, it's really sad to see that Buffalo – 
mm-hmm. and Kansas City had to face each other in a divisional round. Um, yep. I'm hard pressed to believe the Super Bowl will meet the expectations of what we saw uh, nope. last night. So uh, not won't. a chance. I, not a chance. No. So anyway, uh, of course, and that's nothing against of, San Francisco or LA. That just them at all. It was just. It's, like I said, two different breeds right there. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, Fish, you alluded to it, and is it time to revisit the overtime rules again? To watch a guy like Josh Allen and, of course, the rest of the Buffalo squad perform like that and to say, no, you're not advancing because of a flip of a coin. Yeah. Skinner? Well, I don't think a rule like that should dictate the outcome of a game, and that's uh, unfortunately... I saw there was a guy on my Facebook feed that gave the different percentages of 41% of the time that the team goes and scores a touchdown since the rule was adapted in 2012. Only Hmm. 41% of those teams scored a touchdown to win the game. Those 41% of those teams was not Patrick Mahomes and KC last night. I was going to say, ask Patrick. So you got to take those numbers out of the out of the thing, and then they had another number that then sixty two percent of the the team that lost the coin flip won the game based on a field goal or a touchdown. So you can again, and those sixty two percent of the teams wasn't Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. So you can throw those numbers out out there all you want. What we witnessed last night was historic. And it's a shame that Buffalo had to go home last night knowing that they didn't have the opportunity to advance because of a rule that's that's outdated, in my opinion. Two things that stick in my mind. Number one, I I like the field goal rule in overtime. If you kick a field goal, then the other team has an opportunity to either match you or score. I like that part. But the part that I don't like is we saw Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills understand that you you, you fight till till the game's over. And with very little time left, Josh Allen and the Bills said, I don't care if it's seconds left, we're going down and win this game. And they did just that. Unfortunately, with 13 seconds left, Mahomes said, I don't care either. <laughs> we're going down and win this game. Right. So to see a Josh Allen sit on the sidelines and not have a chance to lose fighting. I want to yeah. lose fighting. Not mm-hmm. on the bench watching, you know what I'm saying? Um, yep. That's the part getting me fish. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. All they have to do is make that change at one technicality to where if the opening drive is a touchdown, the opposing team has one possession also to try to score a touchdown. If they score a touchdown, then it goes into sudden death. That's all they have to do. Absolutely. And last night, Josh Allen would have had the opportunity. you got to go yep. for two. Right. Yep. You right. know, um, just utterly amazing. So, We'll, we'll see. Uh, great football. Just great, great, great football. Okay. Uh, real quick, guys. Um, just wanted to say a little petty note here. Antonio Brown posted or tweeted a picture of him with his shirt off, the infamous scene where he walked off holding up a sign said, uh, Bucks eliminated. Um, this type of childish behavior is not sending a good message, in my opinion, to, to young people. You were put on a team after you just burned two other teams, three other teams, the Steelers, the Raiders, and the Patriots, three of the most coveted coaches in all of football. They did everything 
put up with all your crap and you burned them. And yet you were welcome on the Bucks. Tom Brady moved you into his home and you walk off with a Super Bowl ring. This child's behavior. I hope this guy doesn't get another job in the freaking NFL. Fish. I'm with you. I unfortunately, I mean, it, 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 anybody can has a platform anymore to where if you want to get something out there, you can very easily. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. Just guys like that. It's like you have no place in the NFL. You, you, but unfortunately, he, just, he doesn't get it either. He does not get no, he the fact. He does not appreciate the fact that people gave him a job. And yeah, so yeah. you know what? Have fun sitting at home. I doubt anybody's going to give you an analyst job or anything like that. So exactly, uh, you are. You are done. You, the bucks were eliminated, but you eliminated the money yourself. That you got now, when yep. all of this is over with, if your lifestyle don't change, that money's going to be gone like that. It ain't That's coming right. in no more. Yeah, right. We're going to be hearing his name 10 years from now, and it's not going to be for good reasons. You know, I think I told you before, this guy needs to go away, needs to be quiet, and walk into the sunset and go retire with the money you have and do something good with your life. He's done nothing but crap on those coaches that you're talking about, the coaches, the good coaches, people that took him in and said, I will give you a job. All you got to do is be a good teammate, you know, a good ball player, help us win games, and just shut your mouth. How hard is it to shut your damn mouth? Can't do it. But you these players that think they are bigger than the with game. The Raiders. Yep. They think they're bigger than the game, that they're bigger than the coaches, that they're bigger than life itself. You're not. You're just a football player. Get in the huddle, catch a ball, get back in the huddle, catch a ball again. That's all you have to do. I'm sorry. I, I uh, This guy needs to go away and not be a part of the NFL. Thank he was you. a black. The only black guy the NFL had this weekend was Antonio Brown. Yep. I agree. Great. Good, good way to put that. Um, and, and cap that off. So uh, with that being said, let's move on to some pop culture, Fish. All right. Well, we'll start with a couple, as we typically do, when we have some significant uh, unfortunate passings in the world of pop culture. Uh, first of all, uh, Meatloaf, singer, passed away at the age of, of 74. Uh, debut album, Bad Out of Hell. Most of us certainly in our generation knows that album very very well growing up uh it was one of the best-selling albums of all time out of from 1977 obviously he was in some uh movies uh probably uh, maybe more notably in the rocky or picture show he made an appearance in there but you know I, I don't know for me anyway type of artist to where either you sort of get him or don't get him really kind of a whole different style in my opinion yeah. but uh i liked a few of his hits wasn't a big fan. Having said that, though, in fairness to him, I really haven't listened to a lot of full albums of his over time. So I pretty much just know the hits. So I need to go back and explore a little bit more. But, uh, you know, definitely significant passing in the world of music. Keith, what do you think of uh, Meatloaf, sir? Listen, he wasn't a, uh, a popular singer. He was a cultural phenomenon. Now, I don't know anything about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Never seen it. I've heard stories. People talk about it. But the song Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yep. I remember certain clubs I used to go in. And every night at closing night, that's what they played. And everybody was singing. And I was like, what is this song? Everybody knew the words. And the song went on forever. And sure. all these different parts. And the thing I, 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 I personally, I love Meatloaf. The thing I loved about him was that he was, he, I like people who break the mold. 
and say, you know what? Yeah, he definitely did that. Way. He broke the mold, kind of remind me of a Phil Collins. He wasn't this, you know, overly good looking singer or nothing like that. He was his music. You know, the guy mm -hmm. was overweight. He was sweaty. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and he put together these songs that like we've never heard, a style we've never heard before. I mean, who yep. writes a song that lasts 10 minutes or, or whatever it was with all these different parts? You know, it wasn't the burst chorus, burst chorus, guitar solo, chorus, song over. So he totally broke the mold, loved him, and uh, definitely be, now he hasn't done anything in a while, but he'll be missed. Absolutely. Skinner, Meatloaf. Oh, yeah. I, I took this passing out of all the people that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks. This one was the hard one for me. Uh, he, Meatloaf was in my family, was in my house. and Not I your kitchen. Up. We're talking about music. Yeah, and I understand <laughs> that. My father introduced me to Meatloaf when I was a very young kid, um, like you said. The, and um, it was Meatloaf, Boston, Foreigner, Cheap Trick. It was those bands, that genre that got me into where I'm at today with the, you know, the heavy metal and the rock and roll that I listened to. It started with meatloaf and it, the guy's phenomenal. He broke the mold. He did things his way and you loved him for it. And, um, it, it, fish, you got to go back and we'll listen to his music. Uh, cause I don't think that's you'll be disappointed stuff. whatsoever. And what about the name meatloaf? Come on. That's awesome. <laughs> And they said his yeah. real name, and forgive me because I've forgotten it, but it's it, his real name is not something you'd ever expect. Uh, and Marvin Lee a day. There you go, Marvin Lee a day. I was it was right at the tip of my tongue, but he doesn't look like a Marvin. He looks like a meatloaf to me. So now he he let me get did he marry somebody's famous daughter or somebody is dating his daughter? Somebody famous? I can't remember. Mm, I don't I'll know. I'll research that. We'll figure it out. I, yeah, I don't know that answer. There's something to that. I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. Okay, go ahead, Fish. Yep. So one last thing. He sold more than 100 million albums worldwide wow. and appeared in more than 65 films. How about that? So Incredible. Quite the career. Absolutely. Uh, and also another guy we uh, grew up with in the 80s, uh, stand-up comedian, went on to do different uh, shows and movies. Uh, Louis Anderson passed away. Uh, since our last show, last Friday, uh, 68 uh, years of age. Uh, he created the animated series Life with Louie. Uh, again, many different shows. Baskets was a well-known show he was on uh, recently. Um, and uh, America movies. Yep, yeah, absolutely. As the as the uh, co-worker of, of Eddie Murphy, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, and that was he was funny. Uh, just a different, uh, a different style in in, in stand-up comedy. So he had kind of that sort of that whiny type uh, voice. He was telling a lot of family yeah. stories and his <laughs> his mom and his and all that. So um, I don't know. I thought he was funny. So okay, Skinner, what do you think of Louis Anderson? I liked. I, I thought he was funny. He was in a a television show on Channel fifty five point one, WBNX. It's um. I forget the name of the show, but it was six comedians where the panel you had two contestants. They would give an answer or answer a question, and then the celebrity would say a funny joke, and then they would say what they thought the answer was. And anyway, Louis Anderson was on there too, and he was always well loved by anybody and everybody that knew him. Um, he was great in the movies. He's funny. If you see any of his stand up, look him up on YouTube. 
Yeah, he had the whiny voice, but you get past that. His his comedy was it was top notch. Yeah. Yeah. Keith. Uh, I I love Louis Anderson, always have. Um the voice, the delivery. He always was so silly in all of his roles. And I always thought he was a poor man's Chris Farley. So uh yeah. just always okay. enjoyed the guy. Yeah. Just great. And uh, real quick, guys, that tidbit. I knew there was some kind of connection with Meatloaf. Meatloaf's daughter, Pearl a day, is married to Sky Ian of Anthrax. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. How about that? Okay. That's pretty cool father-in-law. How about yeah, that? Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Okay, very good. Uh, by the way, Louis Anderson is one of 11 children. A lot he of brothers and sisters, Louis Anderson. Yes, wow. that's yeah, right. Was, go ahead. He was the 10th of 11 that I read. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Well, certainly another iconic uh, figure that we grew up with uh, is finally in, in, in getting his just due and having his story told in a, a biopic. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic's story will finally be told. And who's playing Weird Al? Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter fame is going to play Weird Al. Weird Al is involved in the project. So, Pretty cool. And this guy has a story that, you know, if you don't know his story, really, it's like, here's a nice guy. He made something happen very unique in music that he set out to do. Mm -hmm. Did have some tragedy in his life, unfortunately, with his parents uh, passing on with uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. But, you know, but it's like he made something work, understood his niche, made it happen, accepted, accepted the fact that he's a weird guy, obviously put it in his yes. old name. And just a nice guy. Made something nice. What a great story! So, and here he is, finally getting his story told. It's like, it's like you, you, all these stories out there of music artists and all that. It's like, why isn't somebody telling the story of Weird Out? And finally, go. it's going to happen. I think it's going to stream on Peacock, I believe, but it'll be coming out here. Uh, it's a, it's in production now or something like that. So, I love Weird Out. I think it's it's he's just a. We all know who he is in our generation, obviously, parroting songs and everything. We don't have to really go into what he does. He's still on tour. He has a world tour this year. So good for Weird Al. I'm excited for this. Keith? I Listen, I don't like a certain kind of person. I like real people. Yeah. To be a real person, you got to be true to yourself. This guy was true to himself. When he came out with those early parody songs, uh, he lost on Jeopardy. And uh, the parody of Michael Jackson's "Bad," I'm fat. I, I loved all that <laughs> stuff. I, I I thought it was great, and I thought, man, this guy said, you know what? I'm I, I'm not going to be, you know, Elvis or or whatever. I'm going to be who I am. This is what I'm going to do. And 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 he found a way, like you said, to carve his niche in music history. Enough that they're making a the movie. But I love him. I got to admit, over the last twenty years, um. It, it was old to me, you know, it got boring. You know what I'm saying? Even mm -hmm. though he did do some different things, but the, the parody songs, like, okay, done that, seen it. But I still love the guy, totally respect him, and I'm really glad he's getting some respect. Very good. Skinner, Weird Al? Uh, he's silly guy. Absolutely loved him. I wanted to read this episode I just found real quick. I was trying, I didn't want to give incorrect information, but I don't know, think you guys know, but. He's an either graduate from Yale or Harvard. Uh, one of the Ivy League schools, the guy is considered a genius as far as his intelligence level. 
and he decided he wanted to go into music. Uh, real quick, in mid-1979, shortly before his senior year of high school, My Sharona by The Knack was on the charts. So Yankovic took his accordion, because he's a big accordion player uh, as a kid, mm-hmm. into the restroom. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> took his accordion to the restroom across the hall from the radio station to take advantage of the echo chamber that it had. And he recorded the parody called My Bologna. Yes, remember I remember My that. Bologna. Yeah. Absolutely hysterical song. And it was, you know, it was a parody from My Sharona. Just, yeah, the guy was fantastic. And, and the guy's a multimillionaire. And <laughs> he, he found a way to say, look, you don't get a lot of chicks with the accordion. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not, it's not like the, it's not like the V neck, okay? It's, it's not or or drums, but he found his way. And I I just yeah. love anybody who says this is who I am. Take it or leave it. You know, yeah. we we brag about we're able to pick on ourselves and pick on others. Mm-hmm. He did it for a living, picking yes. on himself and picking on others, and made a million millions of dollars for doing the same thing. Yes. So, kudos, John Calderwood of music. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we mean that uh, as a compliment. Yeah, no, he. Uh, a lot of artists, you know, you know, considered him parroting them as a as a symbol of their own fame. Is if when Weird Al is wants to parody your your music, absolutely. A lot of artists took that as an honor. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The yeah. artists that let it didn't let him do it. So I'm sure there's a list out there, but a lot the of them certainly did. I don't care what you say, but, but spell my name right. Hey, play my music any kind of way. If it can, you know, yeah. live on in perpetuity, do it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if you, if anybody younger is listening out here, just go back, go and watch sometime. Compare the two videos: the original Michael Jackson "Beat It" to Weird Al's "Eat It." He nailed it, it. is shot frame he it. He for nailed frame, it. move <laughs> for move in a funny way. Gold hilarious and yes. he definitely was big on mtv in our in yes, our generation exactly. okay good you know yeah well uh well done weird out I, I just looked through some stories here guys of this week in pop culture history and just some various things that popped up here one thing that caught my eye was in 1958 uh this week lego patented its design of its famous bricks and from there Certainly, to to see the evolution of the Lego toy. Now we all had Legos growing up, we, you know, just definitely. And in our time, I remember being thrilled, like, "Hey, there's a window, and here's a working door." And even back then, you had to build your own people. And when the first right. little Lego guy came out, I was like, "Wow, it's You're a better man!" It's like, "Mama, I made a block." <laughs> <laughs> To see those, t- what what we had back then as kids, which was a great toy, and it yeah. was just it, you, you, it was you obviously you had to use your imagination, and it mm-hmm. was, a, a, you know, definitely a cerebral type, cerebral type toy. I'm saying the name wrong, saying cerebral, right. it's kind of ironic, but you know, and to see it today to evolve into the complex sets that they have today yes. to freaking movies and animated shows and Star Wars specials mm-hmm. and all these things. It's really quite the phenomenon. So, you know, Keith, Lego, we were talking about a little Listen, bit. Uh, we, yeah. we, being a Gen X show, we've talked about the old toys we had and how lucky the kids are today. The mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, slinkies and this and the whatnot. None of those toys 
have improved or capitalized over the years, except Lego. Think about that. Yeah, you're right. The Good simplest point. toy. Like yep. I said, I made a block, and oh my god, I was so happy. You know, if I, or if I made something, you could put something down in it. I was like, man, I know a kid. <laughs> yes, you're right. I wasn't quite the, the uh, you know entrepreneur, the, the visionary that you might have been, but I know a kid, man, who has made Millennium Falcons, Batcave, yeah. haunted houses. He showed me a working rifle the other day. It was the most amazing thing I ever saw in Legos. So, who's ever running this company? are doing something yeah. right and they have taken this simplistic toy you mm -hmm. know you think how can you capitalize on a square or a rectangle if you will and done great things with it good for them absolutely yeah you're not seeing uh, disney plus presents the uh the, the slinky series no yeah. no this no you're not or the right. or the or you know pixar presents the etch a sketch movie or something like that it's just no, not yes, no. happening so skinner legos oh yeah as a kid i loved them you know me having four four biological daughters myself and michael was the only boy he was into music and sports so he really wasn't big into the um, the Legos, but the grandkids always all have Legos, and they love the th love the Legos. And you know, the the one thing that you think about is when you see Legos is do not step on those damn things, especially <laughs> when you have hardwood floors. <laughs> That's the mm -hmm. father You're, thing. Yeah, don't step. They on are them. going to hear words come out of your mouth that they typically don't normally yeah, hear. Pick your Legos up. Add a tone that stuff. they normally don't hear unless they're in trouble. But, uh, you know, the Lego phenomenon, it, it's amazing what they've done since 1952 to think about all the, all the things that they do. And now that they've, they've gone into Star Wars and and all, all the phenomenons that, w that we had when we were kids, it's just an amazing feat. And, I, yeah. you know, kudos and, and to The them. kid that I know who creates all this amazing stuff, I talk with his mom about it all the time. He's always amazing. She talks about this kid's going to be an architect or something like that. So, like uh, Fish was alluding to, the, the cerebral part of it is, is mm -hmm. good if you got a kid with vision. And uh, who knows what he might do with that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the partnership they have certainly with the, the big licenses with Star Wars, Marvel and all that stuff. Some of the funnest video games are the Lego Star Wars games where you yeah. play little Legos and you play the whole Star Wars series. And when you get shot, you blow up into a little pile of Legos and little clicks and everything. And you, you yeah. just great, and great fun. Family are hilarious. Fun. Yes, absolutely. That's your dialogue, yeah. man. Some of that stuff's adult stuff. It's hilarious. <laughs> Pretty amazing stuff. All right. Other things that came up this week in, uh, in, in pop culture. Back in 1998, the infamous President Clinton, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Huh. And then, of course, very soon after that, he had to come back and say, I did have a relationship that was inappropriate and presidents have personal lives too, and all that type of stuff. But I recall, I, I don't know, I'm sure, it, this, certainly in our lifetime growing up, obviously that was huge, huge news back then. And to have a president on the air admitting something big like that was a little bit different. We didn't see that a whole lot, right. I don't think, in, in our lifetime. We had to face new. the music. It wasn't new, that's for sure. No, no. You sure weren't hearing the Kennedys admitting anything Thank publicly you. and then being put put up in front of a camera like that and have to admit it and this and that and the other. So, you know, he did it. 
is a bad thing. He had to admit it and so on and quite embarrassing and all that, but yeah, quite the big deal. Uh, Skinner, you remember the speech? What are your oh, thoughts yeah. on the, I did not speech in 98? You know, people called him in my, in my group, uh, slick Willie. Uh, oh, yeah, that's his name. That was his <laughs> yeah. nickname. And, uh, uh-huh. he, you know, affectionately. So he received that nickname for obvious reasons, but, uh, you know, if you think back, yeah, he he apologized for doing something wrong. And kids today, people today could really take that humbling experience into their own lives and say, yeah, I screwed up. I am sorry for that and become better people. And that's the Gen X spin that I have with that. It took a lot for him to do that. I'm sure he was forced to do it, but he recovered from it. He's still, you know, revered as one of the better presidents in our time. But um, yeah, that had been a tough thing for him. Yep. Wow. Keith. Well, I don't know how much he recovered and I'm going to say this <laughs> president Clinton could have been my favorite president. Mm, yeah. And of course he was revered in my culture as the first black president, uh, for some true reasons, some funny reasons. Um, but I lost respect for him, uh, for two things, just lying. Yeah. Number yeah. one, I lost so much respect for him when the whole marijuana thing came up and this idiot said, yeah, but I didn't inhale to try to save face. I don't know why we try to put these people above reproach like they've never done anything wrong. There's no such thing as that type of person on earth. And if you're going to make laws about drugs, I want my president to be someone that says, you know what? I've been there. I know what that's all about. Not somebody who doesn't have a clue about it because they never touched the stuff and they're all lying. So I lost respect on that. Then, of course, the whole Lewinsky thing. He didn't get in trouble because he had relations with this woman in the White House. He got in trouble because he lied under Mm -hmm. oath. Got caught and lied. Yeah. yeah, And he should have came out and said, I made a mistake. It's between me, my wife and God. We're going to work through this. Because, first of all, that slick Willie didn't come up because of that. That reputation started back in Arkansas. This man had a reputation and a list of women longer than his laundry list. You hear what I'm saying? So yeah. it ain't like it ain't like Hillary didn't know. It ain't like the people in Arkansas didn't know. It's not like the people close to him didn't know about him. He just continued his behavior when he got into the White House. And that single act, I believe, affected our young people to this day uh, with oral sex and, and all this other stuff because it starts at the top. And I believe it came more commonplace amongst our children because of what he did. Absolutely. All Interesting. right. Interesting. Yeah, well, well said. Uh, one more quick one here. Back in 1984, uh, Michael Jackson. Remember, there's a lot of jokes and everything about this, whatever. But he got burned making a a big uh, Pepsi commercial. So at the time, he signed a pretty big endorsement deal. I think one of the biggest. Let's see, he's a $5 million endorsement deal, which I have to assume is one of the biggest at the time for any product to have a, a, a huge pop story. And we remember he had some pretty cool commercials back then. Yeah. The, the young guy that played in the, uh, it's just hosting AFV right now. What's his name? Alfonso it used to be uh, Alfonso Rivero. Yeah, very yeah. good. I remember that commercial yeah. there. You can find Alfonso that out there on YouTube. Alfonso's playing the, you know, young Michael and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They had a little dance off and stuff and he like backed that. backed into so, him. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was pretty cool stuff here. But yeah, big explosion. He got burned and all that. So 
Uh, he suffered burns to his face and scalp, and it says here, too, was believed that during that time is when uh, Michael began making alterations on his nose, which, of course, continued and uh, over time. But uh, I just read the big news story, and like I said, a lot of the uh, bad jokes at the time at Michael's uh, expense. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully, thankfully, he was okay at the end of the day, but yeah, remember the story and the, and the, Without the stuff around. Good. It was yeah. huge, huge in my neighborhood. And I'm going to tell you the one good thing that came out of that. When that happened, I think it was the death nail for the jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I want to thank Michael Jackson for that. Because <laughs> it was all about the chemicals in his hair. Yeah. That, that caught on fire. And I think that was the death nail for the Jerry Curl. And thank goodness, because that was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Skinner, remember the story? Oh, yeah. I remember the story. That was big, huge for us back in the day. And you're right. I think Jerry Carroll ended it that very second. Yeah. Um, where everybody's at parties dripping everywhere. That. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> but all kidding aside, I'm really happy. Even the back then, I was very happy that he was not seriously hurt. Because uh, that was a pretty big explosion, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. World held his breath, man. That was the height of his popularity. And uh, it just grew from there. So glad he was okay. And um, yeah, I have a lot of questions about some of the alterations he made. Uh, whew, he, he really turned into something we couldn't recognize towards the end. But it is what it is. That's his business, I guess. Yeah, at that time, he was certainly at his at his height of popularity at the time in the 80s, most certainly at that point. So, yeah, one of the hottest advertising campaigns at the time. Thank and you. don't forget his brothers were yeah. in on that, too. Uh, you, you know, they, they, they did make a nice commercial together, and his brothers were in it, and he was in it at the end. So, Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Jacksons. Mm-hmm. He yes, waved absolutely. across the street, you know. They were on fire back then. That's right. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Literally. That's terrible. <laughs> Literally. Well, another thing that's on fire is this podcast <laughs> where we continue to become a global phenomenon. So we 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 appreciate your listens out there and our listen, listenership in Germany is continuing to grow. Our average listens each week. We're still very, very small. is growing a little bit. So if you are listening out there every week, we Definitely appreciate your support. We are hot. We are electric, if you will. And another thing that's electric before we close out here is an electric bike. Uh, RPM Bike Shop, one of our sponsors. Go check them out on Facebook, RPM Bike Shop. Quality electric bikes at an affordable price. Ride it like a normal bike. Use the electric boost to give you an extra boost where you need it. Check them out on Facebook, RPM bike shop family-owned business they'll do you right keith you have an announcement as well sir just want to say real quick that blessing bags assembly party for the beginning of hallie's house will be saturday february 5th at 5 15 p.m that address is here in akron at 2533 manchester road everybody is invited to come and participate uh, we're going to be making gift bags to give out all year round to to homeless people so please come get involved Worthwhile cause. Thank you, Absolutely. Keith. Absolutely. All right, guys, that brings us to another end or the end of another episode, I'm trying to say. Skinner, <laughs> you want to take us out, please, sir? Absolutely. So for Brian Fisher and Keith Porter, I'm Michael Skinner. We are three boys from Kenmore. We call ourselves. I'm a man. Cynic. I'm 40. 
Um, <laughs> we appreciate uh, your patronage, your listening ears, and uh, farewell, and we will see you next week. Take care, everybody. Stay strong, Gen X. And Gen X Germany.